Hey guys, it's Pete, and you're listening to Enter the Nerd Zone with Pete and with... And with Jay. Hey Jay, how's it going buddy? Going pretty good, how you doing? Not too bad, get ready for the holiday season. Absolutely, I know it's uh, real crazy this time of year, but uh, it's a good time of year, it's a fun time of year. Absolutely, so yeah, I know we did last time, we talked about uh, our favorite Christmas movies, right? Yes, we did. We did. So, you know, Jay and I, again, it says enter the nerd zone. So um, we're going to we're actually going to take a little break from from the nerd part. I mean, we were planning on talking to Brady Bunch and that's really nerdy. But we're actually going to talk something not so nerdy. uh, DC's Elseworlds. (laughs) Yeah, no, there's nothing nerd about comic book stuff at all. (laughs) So totally mainstream. So now I know Jay that you uh you kind of um you usually only watch Supergirl for the most part, right? Yeah, I never was really that much into Arrow. Um the prior season of The Flash, I don't know, I kind of fell off. It was it was really really losing me, but uh Supergirl, yeah, I'm still with Supergirl. But I think the thing that's good about these shows is even if you're not very familiar with two or three of them. Um, I think they do a really good job of establishing the characters. Like I, I didn't feel lost at all with this entire crossover event. Oh, that's good. I think the one thing that uh, I thought was really cool this time around, cause this is their fifth crossover. Uh, mm-hmm. One, we didn't see the legends people, which was kind of okay. Uh, they were mentioned yeah. at one point, uh, but I like that they changed the, the, um, you know, the order of the shows, like they had Flash on Sunday night and they did Supergirl on Tuesday. I kind of thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, I did like that. I did appreciate that. It was a little, uh, <laughs> well, I watched it. Actually, I just, I, I pretty much watch these shows either on demand or on the CW app. So what's nice about that is they actually labeled the episode. I was like, oh, Elseworlds 1, Elseworlds 2, Elseworlds 3. And then I was like, oh, wait a minute, this is actually... You know, the Green Arrow, this is actually the Flash. Okay, no problem. So, again, it's really easy to follow along. Yeah, and I think the the other great thing about this one, and we'll talk about it in more detail, is that unlike the last few crossovers, it was kind mm-hmm. of each show was focused on the their show characters, where this one really did a great job blending all three um, worlds, quote-unquote, uh, and not just focusing on, okay, on Flash, it was just the Flash characters, or on Arrow, it was just the Arrow-based people. What do, you, what do you think about that? Oh, no, absolutely true, because like I said, you know, I watch it on the app, so Elseworlds, you know, Elseworlds number one comes up, and, you know, it's not like, oh, this is clearly a Green Arrow episode, or it's clearly because... Because of the whole plot line and the whole story here, you're right. It was just like one big it, – it's almost like the show was just called Elseworlds, and this is what we got with all these different characters. Like, it definitely, definitely had a nice flow to it. All right, so what was your – what were your first impressions of the entire series? Overall, the entire series? Or just can you go by show by show, whatever you want. Uh, I mean, I mean, overall, I think one of the things I, I've been telling people is I think that the CW over three episodes put together a better super team than the DC movies did with Dawn of Justice and the Justice League. You know, in three shows, we had, I guess, their version of the Justice League, if you think about it, Superman, Supergirl, 
Green Arrow and Flash, and granted, they were switched. We'll get into that. And even adding Batwoman in there, I felt like this is a super team. This is like a Justice League, and we did this over the course of three nights, and it was done very, very well. That was kind of my one really big takeaway. How about how about you? Uh, yeah, you know, I um, I kind of agree with you with that. I thought it was um, again. I you know I I'm not as hateful on the movies as. A lot of people are not saying that you are. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not Chevy chasing it, but uh, okay. No, 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 no. Um, I, I. But you're right. This is a great group. They found the right uh, people to do, you know, to make this really what Justice League should have been. Yeah, I, I agree. And even with the whole uh, altering of reality with. Uh, Oliver Queen waking up as Barry Allen and vice versa. Even with all of that, I still felt like it was a great team that was put together. Uh, What did you think of? Because it's one of the first things we see, and they teased it out um, at the end of, I think, like the prior episodes, the prior Supergirl and the prior Flash. What did you think of seeing John Wesley's ship as Barry Allen in the original 90s Flash costume. That You must have loved that. Oh, my God, yeah. I loved it. Now I realize that that whole series is Earth-90, not Earth-1. So um, it's a great tie-in. I think they really took the old show, uh, you know, just the spirit of it, and brought it into this whole universe. Yeah, and for me, the one, the one scene that I really loved was when Barry and Oliver – we're like, we have to go find Kara. She has to help us. And they get the little portal device from Iris and they jump in. And then we get the intro to Smallville with the theme song, with the overhead shot of Smallville, the farm. I was like, I was screaming like a teenage girl. I was like, oh my God, it's Smallville, it's back. <laughs> uh, I was a little, I actually thought because I know. I think it's the actor that plays Oliver Queen. He, weeks before, on his Instagram, he had a picture with him, Tom Welling, and Michael Rosenbaum. And then seeing this, I was like, oh, wow, are we going to, like, what Superman are we going to get here? Is Lex Luthor his pal? But it was uh, Tyler Hoechlin, who we talked about when we talked about our favorite Superman. He was there with Lois Lane. I, I loved all of that. That was incredible oh yeah i mean i was fantastic i was same with you i was actually watching it with my wife i um so what i did when watching this this the series i wa- i watched them after they record it and i i actually only watched them like a couple days ago so okay I, I kind of like let it soak in um and we were watching it and the music came on she's like is this smallville now or what's what's going on i said I don't know, but I like it a lot. And I was really hoping that we see like Tom Welling or or Michael Rosenbaum as something in this in the story. Now it really did look like uh the farm from the, the original show. Um it, it it was. I read I read it online. It was the actual the farm that they used in Smallville. Oh, okay. So then that makes it really that makes my last statement pretty uh, positive. Uh, so yeah. I thought that was great. You know, I did, you know, we talked about the Superman and all those things. And um, mm-hmm. the one thing Tyler has over Tom Welling is that he wore the damn suit, right? 
yeah, yeah, he was he was Superman. He wasn't young Clark Kent. Absolutely right. And unlike the the original Smallville, I think this Lois Lane was really Lois Lane. Yes, definitely. And I'm kind of kicking myself because I don't know the name of the actress that played her, but oh, she Tala Tulush Talosh Talosh T U L L O C H. There you go. Sounds good to me. I mean, she definitely captured that that spirit of you know, a Margot Kidder. And even uh, I know that you went to Steel City a, a week or two ago and you saw Dean Kane and he gave a talk and he says, Terry Hatcher's the best Lois Lane. And she's a, she's a darn good Lois Lane. And I think we have a new contender there. I mean, we don't get her in a lot of scenes, but the scenes that she's in, I mean, this is Lois Lane. She captures the spirit of it. Uh, and I loved, I love their relationship, the two of them together. I mean, We've never seen them together on screen or on the CW, I should say. And I totally believe this is Lois and Clark. This is Lois and Superman. They've been together for years. They're so in love. I mean, it was perfect. It was it was absolutely perfect. Yeah, I thought that she um, I mean, I thought they were a good pairing for Superman and Lois Lane, probably uh, somewhere between Christopher Reeve and Margot Kidder and and Tom Welling and the other girl, Erica, I can't remember her name. No, not Erica, I'm sorry, Dean Kane and uh, Terry, Terry Hatcher. Hatcher. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, That's okay. She definitely was like right in smack in the middle. She was uh, harnessing both of those two actresses and their portrayal of, of Lois Lane. I'm still a little, I'm still, you know, I'm still trying to get used to Tyler as Superman, but um, I think he's, I think he's slowly becoming better than, the guy in the movie. Oh, then Henry Cavill. Yeah. Oh, I, I felt that a long time ago. Uh, I think he does an excellent job. I, I doubt they're ever going to give him a show, but I hope we see a lot more of him. I mean, he's just so, you know, he, he really captures that spirit of Superman. Um, you know, the positivity, the, you know, just that nice guy demeanor, uh, just all the scenes that he's in. Um, yeah, you know, I'm thinking of the one where he confronts the other version of himself, this altered reality, the black-suited Superman. And as soon as he sees him, he just smiles and he's like, hey, nice suit. <coughs> and and then they get to fighting. I mean, it's just, I mean, but that's what you expect, you know, from seeing it in the comics and seeing Christopher Reeve, that's what you expect from Superman. You know, he's not going to come in and be like, you're, you're stealing my act, bud, and I'm going to kill you. He's just like, hey, nice suit. Okay, we're gonna fight now. I mean, it was it was really really good. Yeah, um, you know, in that scene too, you, get, you know, the one good thing about this this show, this these three, you get a, a lot of um, little Easter eggs that come in. And, loads of them, yeah. Right, so the one that I, you know I'm thinking of is when they're fighting and they they go into that uh, they go into Kako. They're fighting in the building of Kako, and mm-hmm. I was like, oh my god, Bizarro! I thought that was fantastic. Oh, that was a great one. Uh, I mean, there were there were tons of Easter eggs. Uh, one of the ones that I really liked was when, again, Oliver and Barry, uh, they show up on the farm and, you know, they're asking Cara for help. And she introduces Clark. She's like, you know, oh, this is my cousin. And he's like, oh, your cousin, like your super cousin or something like that. And, you know, they like they ask like who he is and he says, you know, I'm a friend. And then he opens the shirt to show the S which was when Superman in 
the Christopher Reeve movie when he first meets Lois Lane, you know, and she asks, you know, who are you? He says, you know, a friend. Like, that was a nice touch. Uh, I also did love in that scene when they're meeting Superman, you see Oliver Queen, like, standing up. And, like, Barry's like, are you sticking your chest out? And he's just like... (laughs) Yeah, so what? <laughs> I mean, he was so intimidated by Superman. Well, let's get to Barry. That was perfect. Let's get to Barry and uh, and um, Oliver. Oliver. Mm-hmm. You know, we've seen, you know, they've made, put out there those Freaky Fridays and the great movie with Kirk Cameron and Doug, uh, Dudley Moore. I forgot what it was called. Uh, that's how great of a movie it was. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, they switched. What did, what did you think about them doing quote-unquote, each other. <laughs> I mean, I thought it was really, really good. I, I mean, they they really kind of kept aspects of their personality. And it was great because, you know, when, when this first, you know, Freaky Friday, or or that's one of the other little, East, I don't know if it's an Easter egg, but one of the running gags that I loved is they were debating, is this a Freaky Friday or is it a quantum leap? <laughs> yeah, that was great. And I love it. I think when they're... Um, I think it's like when they're meeting with Diggle and they're meeting with uh, Mr. Terrific. And, you know, Mr. Terrific is like, he's like, well, I don't know, uh, you know, wouldn't this really be a quantum leap? And then Barry, who's technically Oliver, is like, well, if it was, when I look in the mirror, I'd see myself. And he's just like, oh, yeah, you're not Oliver Queen. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I was nerding out on that scene. I mean, I did love that. I love that, like, they had that whole running debate. Is it Quantum Leap? Is it Freaky Friday? I, I mean, I really think it was great, you know, that they did some aspects of their character. You know, you, you saw Barry um, acting a little bit like Oliver and vice versa. But still, their their true personalities came out so that the ones they loved or the ones that really knew them were able to, like, Iris, when he, as Oliver Queen, talked to Iris she knew that was him. Like she knew that that's her Barry. And again, another just running gag is I remember when I used to watch the flash on that show, everybody had a crush on Oliver queen. And I I thought, just thought it was so funny that like Iris is like, you know, she's like, you know, I love your abs, babe. And Barry's standing there, you know, Barry as Oliver queen. It gets a little confusing. He's just kind of like, Oh, come on. (laughs) That was good stuff. So, <laughs> sorry, sorry. No, no, I'm, hey, no. I'm coughing like a crazy man. Um, all right, so overall, though, so those two do a good job of switching each other. Storyline. Um, now, I, is there a comic book for Elseworlds? I mean, well, Elseworlds actually, and when they would like go to commercial break and things like that, and they would play that Elseworlds logo. Elseworlds is kind of like, I don't want to say it's like a division of DC. It was a series of DC comics, which took place like an alternate kind of universes and things like that. Um, There was like a Victorian era Batman, which led to them doing uh, Gotham by Gaslight, that animated movie. I didn't like that one. No, you didn't? No, it was okay. Oh, all right. We can talk about that another time. Absolutely. <laughs> but it was basically like that. It was sort of like alternate versions of their <laughs> current characters and stories. Um, so it's almost like the old Marvel, like, what ifs, you know, like, what if this happened? What if that happened? Um, I mean, remember there was like a famous Elseworlds where it was uh, Kal-El, Clark Kent. He comes to Earth much earlier 
uh, around the time of the Revolutionary War or just before it. And he instead of landing in America, he actually lands in England and he becomes like the Superman for like the British Empire and, and all that. Like, so that's kind of what Elseworlds was. And that's really what we got here with this whole mixing up a reality and changing storylines and things like that. That's what we got here, which was really cool, I think. All right. So what other uh, what other uh, things that you like about just the show in general, the three of them combined? Uh, I did love the introduction of Ruby Rose as Batwoman. Uh, Kate Kane, Batwoman, that whole I, I loved it. And I love the fact that when they went looking for Batman, you know, Barry is, he's like, he's real. And Oliver is like, no, it's a myth because Oliver, you know, as Green Arrow is sort of like, hey, I'm the only vigilante on this earth here. You know, there is no Batman. Uh, I thought she did a great job as Batwoman. We didn't get to see a whole lot of her, but what we saw, I thought was absolutely amazing. And I love the scene at the end where she and Supergirl are talking and Supergirl's kind of like, you know, I use my X-ray vision. I know who you are. Um, and she's like, look, I'm not <coughs> my cousin knows your cousin and they work well together. You know, maybe we could work well together. And, uh, Batwoman Kate Kane goes world's finest, which is that's what Superman and Batman are known as world's finest. I thought that was great. Uh, what did you think of Batwoman? No, I thought, I thought she was great. And I love Ruby red. Um, she's very fine for a lady. Um, (laughs) I know. I you know the only thing I didn't know, and maybe I was I was actually going to ask you about this. Uh, do you think they portrayed Gotham too dark? I mean, that's the thing is you you got to look at. You know, this is Earth. I think they're Earth thirty eight. Right, thirty eight. They're Earth thirty. Wait a minute. Now, okay. So, Arrow and. Or Green Arrow and Flash, they're Earth-1, I believe. Right. And I think this was Earth-1 because Supergirl is Earth-38 and Batman exists there. Like, Batman and Superman work together there. So, I mean, again, you know, this is the Earth-1 version of Gotham and it, it looked pretty it looked pretty bleak, but it, it kind of fit in. I, I didn't mind it as much. Uh, I know you don't watch it uh i just got done watching the last episode of titans and they depict gotham city there like it's sodom and gomorrah i'm like why isn't the army just taking control of this city i mean that was ridiculous i thought this one was pretty good did you notice though when they go into the wayne tower and Kara is talking to kate and she's looking through some things and she picks up the bust of uh of uh, william shakespeare yeah oh god that? that was awesome I was like, oh, my God. Chris is like, what is that? I said, it's 1966. <laughs> it's the entrance to the back gate. That's right. She's like, oh, you're a dork. I said, okay. <laughs> Fair enough. But th- that was awesome. That was really cool. Again, you know, as you're watching this, you're seeing little bits of, uh, you know, of other things that we remember from other shows or like hints to uh, future events. Absolutely. And this is something that, you know, after watching the shows and kind of looking like, oh, Easter eggs, like, what did I miss? And I missed it. And I went back and watched it. And it was incredible. It was when Earth 90 Flash, John Wesley Shipp, shows up and he finally kind of breaks that barrier 
and he comes through and he sees John Diggle and he turns to him and he says, where's your ring? Like, I totally missed that. But he was sort of saying that on his earth, Diggle was actually John Stewart or he was a Green Lantern. Oh, okay. So, I, was, I was kind of thinking that's what it was, but I was like, what's he talking about? <laughs> Did I miss something? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, when I first, when I first saw it, it kind of, you know, flew right past me. I was just, cause I think I was just excited to see him as the flash and to see him there. I missed it, and then I saw it, and I went, you know, I saw the thing online about the Easter eggs, and I went back, and I was like, oh, my God, so is he going to be a Green Lantern in the future? Are they going to expand this universe out, adding more heroes here? Maybe. Maybe. I mean, that would be that would be pretty cool. Well, you know, going back to Batwoman, now, she's, uh, she's there. She's kind of watching over Gotham because Bruce Wayne and, quote, unquote, Batman have left the city for the last three years, right? Pretty much, yeah. And yeah. is this where he's, you know, do, do we get any idea why he's gone for three years? I mean, the the impression that I got is that, you know, maybe in this universe he's a little bit older. Uh, things have gotten just so bad that he, he just finally gave up. And he just said, you know, no matter what I do as Batman or as Bruce Wayne, you know, I just can't win. You know, Gotham is falling and... Yeah, I'm done. I'm out of here. And I guess Kate Kane is like, nope, you know, I'm going to stay behind. I'm going to take up the mantle of the bat and I'm going to, you know, I'm, I'm going to make something to this city. I'm going to clean it up as best I can. And I really can't wait for that show next year. I mean, <laughs> I have to wait a whole year for it, but I think it's totally worth the wait. Oh, yeah, we'll get to that in a, in a few minutes. Uh, oh, are you talking about, oh, you're talking about the other thing or the Batman, the Batgirl thing? The Batwoman, sorry. Uh, oh no, the bat, the 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 Batwoman. Yeah, that Batwoman, Batwoman show is yeah. going to be fantastic. Um, I you know I guess it's probably perfect timing with Gotham going off the air at the end of this this year as well. And I don't, I'm a little behind on Gotham, but I heard it's gotten a lot better. Um, we could talk about that another day as well. Sure. Okay, so um, the one thing that I liked <clears throat> before the the show. You know, that first scene where we see uh, John Wesley ship as Barry Allen in The Flash, and he's going, he's trying to, like, he's crawling to, over to, um, what's his name? Uh, the the, the monitor. monitor. The monitor. Mm-hmm. And you see all these, like, little Easter eggs floating around. You see uh, Dr. Fate's mask, right? Yes. Uh, we see Stargirl, right? Is that right? Stargirl is there. Yep, she's there. What else did I miss? Uh, there was a green arrow and he was actually the green arrow, like the same costume from the green arrow on Smallville. So, you know, it kind of makes you think, you know, is earth 90, like the Smallville universe, you know, that we saw with Tom Welling and, and Michael Rosenbaum, because that, that was the green arrow, like the costume and everything that was pretty much the same. So maybe that's what they're trying to say there is that universe with John Wesley Shipp as Barry Allen. And if you think about it, it would kind of make sense because if the events that we're seeing there in the beginning, if that's 2018 and back in the nineties, you know, he was that younger flash. It would totally make sense that he's the age that he is now and still is Barry Allen. And yeah, I mean, I, I, I thought it was great. I, I really, I mean, honestly, all three episodes from top to bottom, it's just 
I, I just think they did a bang up job. <laughs> I think they did a great job too. Um, all right, so let's talk about. Okay, so you know, obviously, there's so many characters that are that they we get a we get a uh, good look at. Um, now, I don't know much about the monitor. Can you kind of like give me a, you know, do you know a lot about him? Not, not so much. I mean, I know because I know at the end, you know, when everything wraps up, they kind of, and this is something they've never done. They already teased next year's big crossover, which is Crisis on Infinite Earth. Um, I know he plays a role in it. There's an anti, like when he kept talking throughout the series and he's telling all of them basically, you know, look, this is a test because somebody more powerful than me is coming. I believe that's the anti-monitor sort of like an alternate version of who we saw here and possibly even more powerful. Uh, we did see in with all the scenes with Batwoman, uh, because, you know, she was in so many of the episodes, you know, all throughout we see the psycho pirate and we see him at there at the end kind of deliver that line about, you know, earths will fall and that's lifted straight out of the comics. Um, I mean, around that time I wasn't really reading comics that much, so I don't know that much about him, but I know that with this next big crossover event a year from now, he and his counterpart, they're going to play a very important role and it's really going to be interesting to see where they go with it. Yeah. So, yeah, well, I, that's why I was wondering. I didn't know who that guy was at the end. I really had to kind of to look it up. And I know Dr. Um, what's his name? The guy that played the doctor. Uh, what was the doctor's name again in this, in this series? Mm, yeah, no, I'm drawing a blank. But I know who you're talking about. He also plays, you know, because when we see at the end when they – use the book and they change reality back and he becomes deformed you know he's he's another player in this whole crisis on uh, infinite earths john deegan is his name john deegan is the character uh jeremy davies who plays a freaky character pretty well because he's done it on lots of shows and usually something Mm -hmm. involving uh time travel like in lost which was also great um (laughs) So really, the, the gist of the show, just if you haven't really seen it, um, we see, you know, obviously at the beginning, the, uh, the Flash is coming back saying that uh, they, that they need to, to get the book. And yeah. really, the beginning is we don't know. We see that you know, Barry, is, Barry is Oliver, Oliver is Barry, and they're kind of like, well, I don't know what the hell is going on, but we need to fix us. Yeah. Right? So, uh, yeah. is there anything in the in story that you didn't like? That I didn't like. Hmm. And what other Easter eggs did we miss? Oh, there was a there was a lot of Easter eggs. I mean, you know that whole scene where um, Oliver wakes up as Barry, and he's sort of like he's you know he doesn't realize where he is. And then he's all of a sudden he's sort of like, wait a minute, you know, Iris thinks like I'm here with Iris. She thinks I'm Barry Allen. The first thing he says is, you know, Barry, what did you do this time? Kind of going back yeah. to the Flash with Flashpoint. And he's just thinking like, you know, there was that whole thing. Um, that was great. That was funny, too. That was that was very, very funny. Um, I mean, so many. I mean, another Easter egg, which I liked, was when we see uh, the Fortress of Solitude and we see uh, Superman and Lois eating dinner 
And she's dressed exactly like Margot Kidder was in, I believe it was Superman 2, when he revealed who he was or she figured it out that Superman, Clark Kent, same person. And he takes her to the Fortress of Solitude and, you know, they have dinner. She's dressed exactly the same. Uh, when he takes the lump of coal and he crushes it, makes a diamond for her for uh, an engagement ring. I mean, that was also from the movies, too, uh, when what's his name? Uh, Christopher Reeve did that, made the diamond. Um, I mean, just just a lot of great Easter eggs, a lot of great callbacks to stuff. I mean, I, I don't really think there was anything at all in this series that that I was disappointed with. I, I, I really don't. Has this series made you want to watch the other two again or no? It actually kind of does. Um, I, I mean, I never really got into Green Arrow. and But, you know, seeing seeing Barry Allen, uh, you know, seeing Iris and Cisco and, you know, the, the whole team, um, the Harrison, the new Harrison Wells threw me off because I was like, wait a minute, who's this guy? <laughs> you know, um, you know, because I mean, you know, Harrison Wells, uh, when he was Harry, when he was HR, you know, those were characters that I loved. And, you know, I was sort of like, oh, I guess they got a new one now. But I was actually kind of like, you know what? Maybe I will go back and give it a shot because I do, I do miss that show. That one season, though, with, um, oh God, you know, I don't know. Was it the fourth season? I think it was. It just really started losing me. And I was just like, I don't know if I can keep pace with this anymore, but I, I, I do miss it. And I think I will go back and start watching it again. I think you need to watch it. Cause, uh, um, so in the flash, there's an episode, the last episode, I don't know if you saw the last flash episode. Uh, no, I haven't. Okay. So Nora, his daughter, who is also mm -hmm. Dawn, um, is in this. And there's a scene at the end of this, watch the last episode, watch the last scene. It kind of all like rides in to this whole Elseworlds going into crisis. Interesting. Yeah, you have to watch that part. It's very good. Arrow hasn't really changed. As uh, John and I have talked before, he does a lot of talking like this. We're really quiet. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. but again, it's, it, it is this last, last 10 episodes, he's in prison. He's now known. Everybody knows he's the Green Arrow. It's kind of like, okay, you know, maybe maybe the Elseworlds will help, you know, get this back on track, so to speak. I mean, and that's the thing is, you know, with them teasing Crisis on Infinite Earth, which basically that's when DC Comics almost did a big reset. You know, they were sort of like, look, you know, these characters have been around for a very long time. We're going to kind of just change reality up here and, and kind of start fresh again. You know, and I know they've done it a few times, but Crisis on Infinite Earth was kind of the big one. It really makes me wonder, you know, the rest of the season, you know, the rest of the, this season with, you know, Supergirl, Arrow, The Flash, you know, even Legends of Tomorrow, what direction are they going to go in next season? What direction are they going to go in? And what's going to happen during the next big crossover and it's almost like like what well, what is the future going to be for these shows because i have to wonder with uh you know you look at netflix and you look at the marvel series there and they're slowly getting pulled off and you know are they going to start to appear on the marvel streaming service are they going to totally just reboot it there 
I mean, DC has a streaming service. You know, is DC, is this their way of setting it up that they're going to change things around so that they could start doing these shows or other shows on their streaming service? I really don't know. It really kind of leaves... I, I, I think it, it throws a lot of questions in the air about the future of these shows. Yeah, I you know, I just... Uh, I wish um, I wish they don't take... I don't have the DC or the Marvel. I refuse to pay more money for... <laughs> well, the Marvel the, the Marvel Disney one, it's not out yet, but the DC one is... Uh, I don't know. The jury's still out on that one. I, I really don't know. <laughs> yeah, you know, a lot of the stuff that they have, I already have on either download it Sorry, illegally, um, or <laughs> on DVD. So you know, I, I'm, I'm, if these shows end up going there, then I'm probably going to end up going to that service as well. Again, with as far as DC Titans, and I know that uh, you and John are going to be talking Titans, right? Uh, yeah, pretty uh, soon. Yeah, it just it, it the season just ended today. The 11th episode came out today. I got up, you know, I I watched it and. Yeah, we're going to be talking about it. So I won't listen um, to that because I, I'm actually going to try to watch it. I have them um, from a, a friend who uh, gave them to me. So well, let's, we'll see if, all, if I like it. All, all I'm going to say, all I'm going to say, is good luck. Oh. Good luck getting through it. Uh, <laughs> um, appreciate that. And, I mean, and that's the thing is, I think you know, right now, um, I think on the CW with with these superhero shows, the three shows that they have. I'm sorry, four shows that they have because they didn't put Legends in the in the crossover. Does that really count? I'm like five episodes behind that. You know what? The funny thing is, is while I while I was watching, you know, while I was watching the crossover event, and they would show commercials for Legends of Tomorrow, and I know Constantine now is a big he's a big character on the show, and I always loved that character. Yeah, me too. And, and I loved that show, even though it was only one season. Constantine. I'm actually thinking. I might want to go back and maybe start this season and and because it actually looks, it looks like they're kind of getting back to the to the legends as sort of like the comic relief, um, like a, a, a fun show. It's the hero. It's the villain of the week kind of back to it. Yeah, yeah, and that's almost like what it looks like. And I'm like, you know, I kind of miss that. Like, I might go back to it. That's right. um. It's but, funny. But because, I, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh no, I was just gonna. But I was just gonna say. I think like overall. You know, you look at what the CW does. I mean, I think they do a great job with these heroes and their stories. Like I said, in three episodes of Elseworlds, we got a Justice League, and it was totally believable. It was awe-inspiring, a lot better than Dawn of Justice Justice League movie. Um, over on Netflix, I mean, they did a great job with Daredevil, but you know, whatever, politics and whatever, and putting it on this streaming service, that streaming service, the show's gone now. I mean, that was a great show. Jessica Jones is a great show. I'm sure that's going to be gone pretty soon. I'm really not impressed with what I'm seeing over at the DC streaming service. I'm really hoping that this whole reality-changing event that they're really going to tease for next season... You know, fine, change the reality there, change some things up, but don't pull this stuff. Because I think the CW overall does a great job with, with these DC shows. They really do. They do. So let's talk about the end of uh, Elseworlds, okay? And as uh, part three, uh, we see, you know, ultimately Flash and Supergirl say we have to, like, basically to stop time 
we have to, yeah. we have to, well, they have to stop time so that this crisis doesn't occur. And Superman sees in the book that the two of them die, right? Yes. Doing this. Yes. Mm-hmm. So Oliver's like, all right, well, you guys go do what you think you need to do. And I'm going to go talk to the, we didn't say he was going to go talk to the monitor, but he ultimately went and talked to the monitor. And yes. We don't know what the conversation is. And we know at no. the end, spoiler alert, <laughs> happy ending. Um, yeah. So what do you think the conversation, do you think he's sacrificing himself? And that's where this is going to kind of lead to in crisis. Cause you know, in crisis, we basically know Supergirl dies and so does, and, and the flash disappears as well. Yes. I think he told him probably two things because, you know, the monitor was pretty much telling them all throughout, you know, he's like, look, this, this is a test. He goes, something is going to happen. It's going to be crisis on infinite earths. You know, we know that now something is going to happen. And he's like, I have to get this reality prepared. And I think what Oliver told him is, you know, we are prepared. Like these are the heroes that, that you need to, to save this reality right here. You know, (laughs) Superman, Supergirl, you know, Barry Allen, like those are the ones that you need. So I think he, he, he kind of said, you know, spare them, you know, spare the flash, spare Supergirl. And yeah, he probably, he's probably going to sacrifice himself. And cause yeah, Supergirl is supposed to die. Flash is supposed to disappear. Arrow has been on the longest out of all these shows. So maybe next year it's the end of arrow, you know, it's, they're going to wrap things up and that's that. And you're going to be left with Supergirl flash legends of tomorrow. We're going to get Batwoman now. I still don't know where black lightning figures into all of this because it's just, it's a completely separate show. And, you know, but I guess as they can make that another world if they needed to. Right. Oh, I mean, I think that's the great thing. And I mean, and, that, and that's a, and that's a, that's kind of the funny thing about the CW in general because Diana and I also watch Riverdale and we love watching Riverdale. Now that's Archie, and they, right? And that is Archie. And they do make side references. There was uh, early on in the first season in Archie's room, he had a Batman poster up. Uh, Veronica, you know, made a comment when they were doing something in Riverdale. She's like, "You're going to turn this place into Gotham City," and we were like, "Does she mean?" Gotham City like in the Batman movies or Gotham City, you know, located 50 miles away from Riverdale, Um, you know, and they start to kind of make some references. And it's almost like because they've done it in the comics, you know, Archie's crossed over with everybody, uh, the Punisher and uh, Batman 66, um, the Predator. There's been a lot of crossovers you know, what, what, what earth is Riverdale on? You know, are they on earth 38? Are they on earth (coughs) one? Are they on a separate earth? But, you know, with Cisco opening portals, this and that, you know, are we going to see heroes jumping into that? And, you know, are they going to start to be included in the crossovers in some weird way? Cause there's weird stuff going on on that show. And I think it's great. I think, like I said, I really hope that DC's not going to pull this stuff off of the CW. I think the CW's doing a great job with with these shows and just just leave it as is. I think we might be seeing the end of Arrow and I think going forward I think I don't know. I I'm 
thinking pretty positive about everything. All right, so here's tangent time. Uh, R- okay. Riverdale. Yes. Is that now Archie? Is that a, that's not a DC or a Marvel, or, or is it one or the other? Well, as I found out when I went to the store and I saw uh, graphic novels on sale for Marvel, Image, and DC, and Diana wanted some some. Um, Mark Wade, who's one of her favorite writers, is writing a new take on Archie. So I was like, oh, let me get the first three volumes. Well, it wasn't included in that because it's Archie Comics. It's separate. I, I'm not sure who really owns Archie Comics, to be honest with you. So which store did you go to get these comics? Oh, I just went to the Barnes & Noble because, oh. unfor- unfortunately... Sorry, uh, I was trying to get a cheap plug-in, but it didn't work. Well, no, what I'm going to say is uh, Main Street didn't have them. So then I went to, uh, over in Highland Park, there was another comic store called the Fallout Shelter. It's gone. Oh, is it gone? Wow. It's I- gone. That was right on 27, right? Right on 27, right on Main Street. Yeah, I was like, oh, because I remembered. I was like, my God, they have like a huge, they have two two. Two walls full of of graphic novels and you know collected titles and things. I'm like, I'm sure they're gonna have it there. And I pull up and I'm like, uh oh, yeah, they're gone. That's it was a shame. It's I, a shame. So you know, DC has done a great job with TV. The movies, not so much. Now, Wonder Woman and Aquaman have kind of like started to change my thought process a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, mm-hmm. Sorry, my, I'm fixing my ears. Um, do you think yeah is Marvel missing out here in the in the in the TV version TV stuff or you know is that all right we're going to do movies we'll leave TV to DC I think they're I from what I gather you know I think it's in the comics themselves um I think a lot of the great writers that Marvel used to have are now over at DC but now again you know look I mean these guys you know the way they work they're almost they're almost kind of like migrant workers you know they work for marvel then they'll work for dc then maybe they'll work for image so some good writers are starting to come back i mean i think you know and diana's the really big she's the big expert on this but she reads a lot more dc than marvel very very little marvel does she read because she says you know the storytelling in dc comics is so much better i think marvel does a great job with the movies their TV, they do a pretty good job. I mean, Daredevil is a great series, or was a great series. It's gone. Jessica Jones was a great series. Luke Cage was, for me, was mediocre. Iron Fist was. I didn't even watch the second season, and I heard, yeah, and I heard people say it was better, but uh, the first season just left me so flat. Um, over on Hulu, I do watch Runaways, which is going to be coming out. The second season is going to be coming out pretty soon. But I'm thinking, okay, great. Is that show going to end and they're going to pull it off of Hulu now? They do a good job over there. So I think movies, is, they do the best job. TV, they do a pretty good job. But I think overall, you know, DC, I mean, Wonder Woman was a great movie. I'm hearing good things about Aquaman. I'm excited for Shazam, but... You know, they really have to prove themselves with the movies, but I think they do a great job with TV, streaming service aside, and they're killing it in the comics yeah. and their animated movies. They're they're just killing it. They are killing it. I'll tell you this about Aquaman, not that we're going to go off on the tangent. Shocking. Um, <laughs> it is, it's, I'll tell you how to, how, this is how you describe Aquaman movie. It's, okay. it's Thor underwater. Okay. And that's pretty, because... 
the Thor movie, like I love the first Thor movie and the second and the third, not so much. But uh, I don't. I mean, from what I've seen in in, in the in the trailers and and the the buzz I'm kind of hearing, I'm pretty positive for it. I think I really think they're trying. I I, I think they rushed. They saw what Marvel did, and they're like, "Oh, we're so far behind. We we just got to cram together a super team." And I think they realized they made a huge mistake doing that. And I think they're going to go back to focusing on. They're going to focus on Aquaman. They're going to focus on Wonder Woman. They'll focus on Shazam. Um, you know, maybe leave Superman and Batman. Maybe leave them off the screen for a while. You know, uh, focus on these other characters. Maybe just you know make series just about these individual characters. Don't team them up. Just make good movies. <laughs> right. DC, exactly. please. Exactly. And they got a couple other ones coming out in the next uh, couple of years that hopefully will help keep that trend going. Because, you know, as we're seeing it, and I know we're off the topic of Elseworlds, but um, as you see with Marvel, they're starting to phase, leaving phase, what number is this? Five, six, 12? And, uh, going, I don't know. and going into the next phase of movies. So um, right. this is DC's time to say, okay, let me try to make an impact and make something happen because, you know, we got Star Wars coming out. We got Marvel's finishing up with probably two of the best movies that they're going to put out and then going from there. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's a really interesting time because, yeah, you know, Endgame is really going to kind of that's going to be the end of an era for, for Marvel. I mean, I know they have future plans, but it's really, it's going to be a big change in what they're doing over there. Yeah. You know, the last star Wars movie is going to be coming out, but after the turmoil of last Jedi, I don't know how excited people are about that. This is a good time for DC to sort of say, all right, you know what? We're just, we're going to start over from scratch. You know, we're going to focus on Wonder Woman and Aquaman. And, you know, they're, they're talking about making movies with like B level and C level characters. Uh, this in, would be, it'd be a lot easier if they just took these characters they have on the small screen and fill the spots on the big screen. That's what they need to do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So two more things on, on Elseworlds. I want to kind of just touch back and you answer sure. my questions for me. So one of the things I actually did like, was they introduced uh, Nora Freeze. Yes, they did. Now, she was in, I forgot what world she was on. She was on, was she on Earth 1 or 2 or 50 or 35? She was in Arkham. Ah, I think that was Earth 38. 38, okay. I think that was 38 with uh, Oliver and and Barry. Uh, Yeah, because that's when they went to Gotham. Yes, yes. So, he's, so... Okay, so yeah, this is where I'm confused too. Okay, so I thought that she was great, and I love the comment that she makes at the end when she talks to Oliver about how like Arkham is going crazy, whatever it may be. They're in two different worlds, right? Yeah, I mean, there. Yeah, I mean, there's right now in in on the CW. There's the world of uh, Barry and Oliver. That's and Earth their- One. And that's Earth One, and then there's Thirty Eight, which is Kara and and you know Superman. Yeah. Okay. So, how does she talk to him on the phone? Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing with them jumping back and forth between Earths. I mean, they all could have been on the same Earth at the same time. Well, you know, they're having a beer, Maybe. and she's in front of Arkham. I'm just like, okay, 
that's where I that's the only thing that really confused me because I wasn't sure where that where that was. It probably all was on thirty eight. Yeah, it tends to get a little confusing when we're jumping back and forth. Okay, so I was, that's the only thing that I was like, okay, well, how are they talking to each other? Um, and it, you know, it also kind of hinted that well, maybe we'll see her on an Arrow episode before the end of the year or not. Yeah, maybe. So maybe, yeah. I don't uh, really watch Arrow, so. <laughs> we'll oh, how see. dare you! All right, so we've had five crossovers, right? Yes. Okay. This one is ranked blank. Mm. I definitely think it's number one, but uh, Crisis on Earth X was is, is a strong number two. I mean, that one was – I mean, because that one was action-packed. Um, it took everybody. You know, Legends was in it. Everybody was in it. Uh, you know, even supporting characters, you know, when they went to Barry's wedding – you know, Cara brought Alex along. So, you know, now Alex is involved in it. Um, I think Crisis on Earth X did a great job with this giant ensemble. And it was just action from the get-go. But but this the story of this one, uh, of Elseworlds, I think it's the, it's the best they've done. Because they've le- and it's leading to something else. And it's absolutely, yeah, like I said, I mean... You know, the fact that it's leading to Crisis on Infinite Earths. Um, but but even, I mean, just like I said, just the storytelling throughout it all. And like you said, you know, it, it wasn't like, oh, okay, this is clearly the Flash portion of it. Oh, this is clearly the Green Arrow portion of it. It was like, it was seamless. It was seamless from episode one all the way to episode three. So I, I think it's definitely their best. Okay, so now is this better than the episode where Barry and Supergirl... Are singing. <laughs> you know what? I do like that one now. I mean, that was the, the musical episode was pretty good. It was it was nice, but uh, you know, two different things. <laughs> I do like again. We're just going to go back real fast, and then we're going to finish this up. I do like yep. that they brought some of the older or you know previous bad guys with Malcolm Merlin and yes. uh, Thorn. Uh, I just thought that was actually pretty cool. I mean, those those things, and you, you know. If you watch these shows, especially um, Flash, some of these ca- some of these actors like Tom Cavanaugh and Barry and uh, John Wesley's ship, they're playing multiple characters. That's got that's kind of challenging, I think. Especially oh, Tom Cavanaugh. Yes, Tom Cavanaugh, but even John Wesley's ship because when he makes an appearance, you know, they're all like Jay Garrick, you know, and then he's like no, and he's like, and then Barry is like Dad. And he's like, no, I'm Barry Allen. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, it's it's tough. It really is tough. You know, even even when he was more involved on The Flash and he was, you know, I mean, there were episodes where almost at the same time he was Barry's dad and he was Jay Garrick, The Flash from Another Earth. I'm like, oh, man, how do these guys do it? <laughs> Seriously, I mean, how do you get it, get it going? I mean, but, you know, this is the one thing that I do like about these shows. It really has brought back my favorite flash in 1990. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, Pete really loves that 90s show. The 90s show wasn't bad. I think what I loved about the 90s show again was Mark Hamill as the trickster, just a, like a very underappreciated villain. I mean, he did a great job on that show. Uh, and I mean, John Wesley Shipp is a great actor. I loved him as Barry's dad. I loved him as Jay Garrick. 
Um, I mean, he's just a great actor. And he looks like a really nice guy. I, I, I hope I go to a con and he's there because I'd love to meet him because he looks like – he just looks like a great man. He was a nice guy when I met him as well as he does a great Q&A. Uh, I, you know, again, I can't say so much. You know, that, that show – Unfortunately, one, it was in the time where we were just going into the the Gulf War. So that kind of like stopped yeah. the show from happening. But it was also still in that phase where they were doing superhero move shows as they were kind of campy. Yeah, very true. Right? Very true. Because it, yeah. it was in the time of Star Trek Next Generation, those type of things. Still a little campy. Um, but now I think they're revitalizing it. And we, we may see coming soon Smallville being revitalized and maybe we'll see something like that who knows i did hear about that yeah that they were <laughs> talking about uh and i've actually even heard i think you even said it right that dean kane was saying he wants to bring back lois and clark yeah so maybe we'll yeah. see that in this maybe that'll replace titans on the the dc <laughs> channel who knows uh, can't can't get any worse <laughs> well Jay, again as usual we're we stopped talking geek and we went right to the else world so that was important <laughs> Stuff. <laughs> Very important. We stuff, want to give yeah. variety to the people, so that this is perfect. Uh, so next time we're going to talk about bronies. No, just kidding. Uh, <laughs> no, no way. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to talk about our favorite sandwiches. Um, no, I could do that. No I could do, uh, yeah. <laughs> Jimmy Buff hot dog in a in a uh, what's it called? Um, Ken, Kenilworth, uh, New Jersey. Anyway, so oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, so yeah. you know, again, guys, make sure you're fine. You're listening to us. We're on brothersinarmchairs.com, but you can download us completely on many places. And Jay's going to tell you those places. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course, you know you can listen to us on Anchor, uh, iTunes, Pocket Cast, Overcast, uh, Google, Breaker, Spotify. Honestly, anywhere you can find a podcast, you'll definitely find us there. Please jump on over to Instagram. Uh, we are Enter the Nerd Zone over on Instagram. Uh, post pictures of what we talk about. Put some polls up. Uh, and we're on Facebook, too. Hey, believe it or not, we are on Facebook. Uh, and Swap Spot. And Swap Spot. Yes, we are on Swap Spot. Uh, and, again, if you are in Central Jersey... Main Street Comics, Milltown, New Jersey. Stop it's now, <laughs> yeah, and pretty much, you know, with honestly though, with the Fallout Shelter closing its doors, it's really the only kind of mom and pop comic book shop really left around in the area. It's right. it's pretty sad. I was really, like I said, when I went there, I was like, you know, is this an Else Worlds? <laughs> like, how could this be closed? Exactly. But it uh, happens. It does it happen. Happens. And again, you know, sticking with the comic theme. Here in Hanover, Pennsylvania, you got to go to Kirby's, Kirby Comics. Uh, they're also on Instagram. So is uh, Main Street Comics. Uh, yes, they both has their names, Kirby Comic Store and uh, Main Street Comics. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what was I going to say? One other thing, Jay, and I can't remember what it was now. I'm, I, I've am i lost my Well, time. I was okay. – well, okay, so I'll just jump in real quick. So, yeah, yeah I mean – you know, Main Street Comics is a great store. I've never been to Kirby Comics. Pete has been. Matt was on the show. Matt was the owner, uh, you know, former professional wrestler. And, uh, you know. He'll be back, afterwards. too. What's that? And he'll be back. 
he will be back. He said, I want to come back. <laughs> yeah, he did. He wants to come back. Because after, after that episode, he was talking to Pete and I off the air. And he was really talking about the importance of the mom and pop comic shop, which, you know, it's very, you know, some of the things he was telling us is very, very true. Because like <laughs> I said, I couldn't find what I wanted at Main Street. So my options now were either order it off of Amazon or go to Barnes and Noble where, you know, Barnes and Noble, it's a nice bookstore, but you know, that feel of community that you get at, at these local comic shops, you know, it's really important. It's, I think they're great safe spots for kids and adults that are really into this stuff. So, you know, please, Central Jersey, check out Main Street Comics. Hanover, PA, please check out Kirby Comics. Uh, you know, patronize these businesses. I mean, I think they're really important. It it's... is important to get to the smaller businesses, and not only with the comics, but definitely, like, with the food, too. So, you know, go to these small shops. Go to these uh, – and we're going on our soapbox now. And go, no, on, and go on – go to these smaller stores and get those things that you need because, A, we want to keep them in business and – we love Amazon. Don't get us wrong, but uh, sometimes you want that personal touch, and these are the places that you get them. Um, Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. We, we said a we set a trend, Jay. Just so you know, we Go ahead. we did our Superman episode, and then now I'm looking on the Instagram, and everybody is talking about the 1978 Superman. Yeah, I mean, it was just it was just re released back into the theaters. Uh, Phantom Events did it uh, back. I think it was towards the end of November. And I think that's what it is, is I think, you know, people really realize that Christopher Reeve was the epitome of Superman. Um, you know, Henry Cavill, sure, he's a nice guy, but, you know, he's he's just not Superman. And that's why I was really glad to see, especially in this Elseworlds crossover, you know, Tyler Hoechlin playing that very positive Christopher Reeve like Superman, you know, but not mimicking Christopher Reeve, you know, making it his own, you know, and it's, it's really important. And yeah, I guess, I guess we are trendsetters. <laughs> How about this Elseworlds? Christopher Reeve is Superman. Adam West is Batman. Ba uh, John Wesley ship as, uh, as the as flash, flash and yeah. Linda Carter as Wonder Woman. There you go. Hey, you know what? If, if it could be done with all of them in their prime, wow, that would be amazing. Well, it's great. That, that would really be, it would be good. <laughs> it would be good. It's a good thing Linda Carter's on Supergirl. She, well, she was. I'm sure, she she'll was. Be, I'm sure she'll be back. And, of course, John Wesley Shipp, who is appearing on everything now. Yeah. All right. So, guys, you, you got it all from us. Brothersinarmchairs.com. Enter the Nerd Zone. You can find us everywhere where Jay said to find us. You can on anchor, call us, tell us what you want to hear, tell us what you don't want to hear, which is not much because you want to hear everything from us. And Absolutely. I, and I promise we'll get back to the geek stuff. Probably our next episode, we're going to start diving into the 60s and 70s TV shows. So be ready. Yep, that's when, that's when I, I think shows from the 60s all the way up to mid, maybe late 80s, that's when TV was at its best. And, and we'll... We'll tell you all about it. Yes, we will. Well, we'll we'll tell you what what to watch and what not to. <laughs> Stay away from DC's Titans, apparently. So, uh, but I will I'll be talking about that. Yeah, don't worry. <laughs> yes, yeah, so you and J uh, you and John will be talking about that on stuff at yep. some point in time. And yep. I heard you're going to be doing an interview on Defender of the Realm with 
with Hel- with Ellen? Oh yeah, with Ellen over yeah, Geeks Unite Cafe. So you know, there you go. Another. I don't know technically if she's a small business, but you know, Ellen uh, at Geeks Unite Cafe, and you can find her on Instagram at Geeks Unite Cafe, uh, or go to geeksunitecafe.com. What Ellen does is she has a ton of board games. If you follow her on Instagram, you'll see pictures of the inside of her car. I mean, this lady has got a ton of board games. And I know you met her at Steel City. so Yeah, she's a great know, person. She really is. And her passion is she wants to get people playing board games again, not, you know, just let's go play some games. Again, she looks at it. It's a great way for people to interact with one another instead of just texting and FaceTiming and all that, sitting down, having fun, having conversations. You know, that that's what these things are all about. And that's why Pete and I, you know, we joke around a lot. But, you know, play, like Geeks Unite Cafe, Main Street Comics, uh, Kirby's Comic Store, and the Lag Bar, too. I mean, these are places... Big social gathering places. They're really important. So please, you're in these areas, definitely check them out. Absolutely. So, Jay, you did, yes, a, sir. You did a great job today. As did you, sir. I did a great job today. We're, we're great. Maybe we even call super. Um, so, <laughs> uh, as we say, as all time, Jay, first, have a Merry Christmas. You too, sir. Have a very Merry Christmas. And I'm sure we'll talk before the new year. Um, Absolutely. Make sure, you, again, like you said, guys, check us out. Um, and Jay, same bad time. Same bad channel. And be interesting to see where Batman lines up next year with all of this. That's right. No, 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 no. We're out.